Welcome to the Vanilla to Vixen podcast. This show contains adult content, so if you are under 18 or easily offended, please switch off now. Mr. and Mrs. N are not qualified relationship counsellors. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Now the disclaimer is out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy our journey from Vanilla to Vixen. Episode 7 of Vanilla to Vixen, The Secret's Out. We're the show that asks you to cut down your pampas grass and take your upside down pineapple and just eat it because we bust the myths on the swinging lifestyle. We are Mr. and Mrs. N, also known as The Naughty Couple. Hello, Mrs. N. Hello, Mr. N. Wow, what an exciting week it's been. It has been an exciting week. But more on that later. Yes. This week, we're talking about one of the scariest moments a swinger can have. (laughs) Are we talking about an extra large cock? No. Okay. (laughs) It's even scarier than facing a 12-inch donger. It's a moment that most swingers fear the most. Bumping into someone they know and being outed. Ooh, that is scary. It is. Yeah. And it happened to us pretty early on. Yeah, it did. In fairness, we weren't outed. No, we weren't. But it's that that one thing. What do you do when somebody you know realises you're a swinger? Yeah. And we're going to talk all about our experience. We are. The first time it happened. Yeah. And last week, we had a kind of tease in the story behind the story. In as much as we took a friend to a swingers club. We did. And today, we're going to tell you the story behind the story. (laughs) Before we go into our episode, Mr. N, have we had any messages this week? We got a lovely message. Uh, This is from Louise and Paul on fab and i know we can read their names out because i've asked them and it says hi a copy of your book which is the vanilla to vixen book by mrs n (laughs) which is your sexual autobiography it is right from losing your virginity to your first experience in a swingers club yeah their message reads hi a copy of your book arrived yesterday we got ourselves comfortable on the sofa I read the first four chapters to my partner. We really enjoyed it and it was getting us horny. Also, we have ordered a bottle of the lube you recommended for anal play. Oh, that was libido. It was. That we recommended in an earlier episode. Um, And needless to say, things got very sexy and naughty. The lube definitely gets a 10 plus from us. It is much better for anal play than water-based lube and was still slippery when he took me over the wall on our drive at 1am this morning. Oh, wow, okay. (laughs) Oh my, it was so good, she says. (laughs) I went to bed with a big smile on my face. 
Thank you. On the subject of water-based lubes, we like WB Lube. It is a bit expensive, but it does not irritate. It does go sticky after a while, like a lot of them do. So have a small bowl of water handy. When it starts to get sticky, dip your fingers in the bowl, rehydrate the lube and carry on. I hope this tip helps. Louise and Paul on Fab. Oh, thanks, Louise and Paul. I'm really glad that you're enjoying the book and uh, I'm really glad that you uh, you also enjoyed the lube. That is a top tip. It is a top tip. I never thought to kind of rehydrate the lube. No. Well, no, it's not something you think about. Using water. So if you've got a water-based lube, a bit more water to add to it. Yeah. And off you go. Round two. Round two. <laughs> or three or four. Steady on, Mrs. N. <laughs> So now it's on to our main event. Yes. Um, the secret's out. It definitely is. Although we do know um, some swinging couples and other swingers that are very open about being a swinger. And they Indeed. have told their families and close friends. And they've also kind of said to us how they told them. Yeah. So we could kind of pass on that information because it's something that we've stored in our mental... <laughs> Our mental hard drive, um, should we ever need to sort of say to certain family members who don't know. Yeah. And it kind of helps, I think. So we're going to pass on that information. Yes. And share our most awkward moment (laughs) when a family friend discovered us Mm. in a certain club. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that that was, uh, I still remember that vividly. So do I. So how did it all start? I think it was our second trip ever. It was. It was a second second visit to Libs. To Liberty Elite. Yes. Which is a swingers club in Leicestershire. It is. And we were still very, very new and naive to the club scene. Yeah, I mean, like that. I mean, we hadn't been to any other club previous to that, and this was literally our second visit. Second ever visit to a swingers club we'd had a brilliant first visit yeah we did and which we, we have spoken about haven't we already we did i think that was episode four i think sex club yes so if you want to know what happened on our first ever visit listen to that episode <laughs> this is kind of our second visit to libs and um yeah <laughs> it was definitely memorable it was we weren't as nervous as we were obviously on the first visit no we we kind of had like an overinflated confidence yeah a little bit didn't we so because we went in we're like yeah we know what we're doing <laughs> we know where the towers are i'm not going to fall in the hot tub for the second time <laughs> yeah and then we, we kind of fell into a metaphorical yeah, step <laughs> we did we did and then obviously as we'd um Got through reception and I did the usual. We're going to put my bag in the locker and everything. We went to the bar to get a drink. We did. Um, we saw this lovely couple who we'd, we'd spoken to on our first visit. Yeah. And we saw them kind of eyeing us up in the corner, <laughs> so to speak. So to speak. And we thought, aye, aye. Are they, are they keen? <laughs> well, in fairness... He was actually uh, behind the bar. 
He was. And so we'd ordered our drinks. Yes. Uh, he very kindly bought them to us. And we, we also knew that they were hosts. Yes. Of a night. Yes. At the club. Yeah. So they were very experienced. They in, were very experienced. In, in the lifestyle. And, yeah. And um, yeah, we, we got our drinks and we, we, I think they drifted over towards us, didn't they? Yeah. And with a kind of quite a serious look on their faces. <laughs> and they simply came over to us and went, confession time. And we both looked at each other and went, what? <laughs> I was expecting some like derobing ceremony. <laughs> Yeah. And having to strip off. <laughs> Something they hadn't told us about. Yeah. I was kind of waiting to have to wear a silly apron or something and stand on one foot. But uh, no, it was nothing like that. They weren't going to whip my bum with <laughs> pampas grass. <laughs> no such thing like that. They actually said to us, um, it's confession time. We know you. They did. And I think all the colour drained from our faces. It, yeah. And it was just that, oh my God. And then it was almost a panic of, well, how do you know us? Because we, we, we didn't know you. We didn't recognise them, did we? And it's that old situation where when you see somebody in a different environment, yes, you, you don't know where they're from. And obviously we were in the club and it, it it's such a an emotionally draining experience. Your first yeah, your first visit. The, the last thing you're kind of looking of is is somebody you met from years and years ago, and we we just simply didn't recognise them. No, not at all in that environment. No, nope. and they went. It's confession time. We know you. We are family friends. Yeah, and due to obviously <laughs> sort of uh, discretion, which we respect massively, and we would never ever ever reveal anybody on this show we're just going to leave it that they're family friends yes and we would actually been sitting next to them probably a month earlier <laughs> at a certain party it yes it was a celebration wasn't it that's right and uh yeah we we, we kind of were like oh hello <laughs> the, the penny kind of dropped when they told us where they'd seen us yeah and it was like Oh my God, yes, we do know you. <laughs> and yeah. then it was a case of, holy shit. <laughs> Indeed. And they were lovely. And, they were brilliant. And here's the thing. So this kind of helps that if you ever bump into someone you know in the lifestyle, they they, they handled it. They were sort of perfect. They, they were very experienced and they knew how to handle the situation. They did. And they very... Um, they very quickly put us at ease, didn't they? Yes, that's a perfect way of saying it. Yeah. And they followed it up with, look, don't worry, we're not going to say anything. Yes, it's like what goes on in the club stays in the club and that's it. Exactly. I think your next question is kind of, oh my God, are any of our family yeah. in the lifestyle? <laughs> I just needed to check. <laughs> that's right, because obviously that would have been a little bit awkward. Yeah. Jumping into the hot tub with granddad and grandma following. <laughs> But luckily for us, we didn't have a family ticket. No. <laughs> so that was a kind of the first relief. But then it was, it, it kind of just settled. And here's the weird thing. We bumped into someone we knew and it actually helped us settle better. It did. In the environment. So you go through that whole thing, especially when you, it's obviously doesn't happen just when you go to a club. It can happen anywhere. Yeah. 
but obviously because um we kind of felt that when you go to a club it's like you you're almost watching the door constantly thinking is somebody I know going to walk in what am I going to do what would I say I did in the beginning yeah I've kind of I think both of us have kind of gone past that now yeah um I mean but that that comes with time and it comes with experience and it comes with confidence Mm. but for anybody else who I think is maybe still in that kind of position where they're still panicking and I think it also depends on your working environment. Yeah. Say, for instance, you were a teacher and the parents of of little Johnny come in. (laughs) It might be a little bit difficult to kind of sit with them on parents' evening. Yeah, that could make it slightly awkward. When they've watched you bent over in the hot tub, (laughs) getting rogered by, you know, whoever. (laughs) So, yeah, I can understand certain people with with certain working environments finding it awkward yeah absolutely but i think what we want to try and get through to you guys today is actually do you know what if it happens it's not actually as bad as what you think it's going to be no um depending on who who if you're discovered by someone else who is in the lifestyle yes the first thing you have to say to yourself is whatever you're doing and wherever you are guess what they're doing it too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I do think there's that whole um, kind of uh, code of conduct between swingers. Yeah. That we all appreciate that you have a life outside of swinging. Yeah. Um, you know, you have a work life, you have a family life. And, you know, and not everybody wants to to be public about their swinging life absolutely so there's a lot of mutual respect there i think in the swinging community where they respect what you know how you play and Mm. and what how if you want to kind of come out and say yes it's fine everybody knows and swinging is a hobby it is a hobby and it's very very part-time for some people it might be just once a month yeah for others they might perv on Fab Swingers you website. You can't say perv. Everybody has a perv on web on Fab Swingers, including you, Mrs. N. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they might have a quick perv on Fab Swingers every morning before they brush their teeth. <laughs> you just don't know. No, that's true. You don't. You don't know. Um, but yeah. So I mean, for us, we were very lucky that. Um, they made it very easy yeah. to deal with that situation, which is the one that you dread more than anything. I think so. So we were very lucky and we were very grateful. Do you think it was easier sort of being caught out in person rather than caught out online, which also happened to us? It has also happened to us. I don't know. That's a tricky one because obviously being face-to-face with, with them... Mm. We were in a swingers club. Yeah. It kind of made it a bit easier. I think so too. We could see that they were instantly sort of um, wanted to keep the, the secret amongst us. Yes. Which when it happens online, you've got that agonising thing of what will they say when they know that I yeah. know that they're swingers. But having having discussed it face to face with them, it gave us an opportunity um, to kind of talk about that subject, didn't we? Because we spoke to them about, did their family and friends know? Yeah. Didn't they? They shared with us their experience that they kind of had to come out to their family and friends yeah, because they decided to host 
uh, a swingers night at the club and they decided to work and, and take a job at the club. Yeah, that's right. So I think it was it was a really good experience for us. I agree. Earlier on, because we kind of found out that people do come out. They do. And you also get accepted. You can do. Obviously, it depends on the people that you're going to tell. It does. You know, if, if they've got certain religious beliefs or very conservative beliefs about sex, they probably will never accept it. No, they, they might not. But I think it's, it's sad that... Um, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make you a, a monster or, you know... You're not doing anything illegal. No, you, you're, not, you're not doing anything wrong either. You're not hurting anyone. No. You're not cheating on anyone. It's kind of funny that somebody that has an affair is probably accepted easier... Yeah. ...in society... Yeah. ...in the vanilla society than swingers. That's so true. Which is kind of bizarre, really. Yeah, it is. I think one of our biggest fears was if our family and close friends found out about us being in the lifestyle, um, that they would treat us differently, they would think of us differently. Hmm. And I think that's where the fear comes of being found out. I remember our friends saying that the first thing you can expect when you, you come out is you will expect a barrage of questions. Yeah. And they kind of, I remember them saying that by one particular family member, they just behaved very kind of silly to it, very giggly and, <laughs> which again, you could kind of expect. Yeah, I, I, I do expect that. Um, but one of the myths, I think, as well, of, of people finding out that you're a swinger is, I think it's that whole thing, they think that you're going to pounce on them, that you're basically up for any anybody at any time. That's, that's a really good point. And... I've had gay friends that have said similar things. Yeah. And we've discussed similar things where they've said that um, when they came out as gay, yeah, the first thing that the straight male friends did was think that they were instantly going to fancy them and jump on them. Yeah. Which is just like, so, <laughs> you know, no. It is. It's just like, you know, it doesn't make you a different person just because no. you have a, a kink or your sexuality is That's right. not, not yeah. what people call the norm, which is the bit that annoys me because it's just like everybody's normal. Yeah. And the thing is as well, that the first thing probably to explain if you have to sit down and discuss this is, look, I only play with people in the lifestyle. Yeah. So you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to grab my my upside down pineapple and shove it up your ass. <laughs> so yeah, I think you know it's kind of dispelling the myths of the lifestyle. Yeah, and if your friends or family want to know when when you feel it's ready to tell them, kind of do what we do and just sit down and dispel some of the myths. And yeah, go, exactly. You know, it's actually fun. It's a great sort of society it's not all about sex no matter what you think no it's about friendship parties and having fun it is and i kind of hoping although um i know that uh, a lot of our listeners are obviously swingers themselves but part of me is kind of hoping that there's some vanilla people out there that also want to listen to the podcast so they can understand yeah the lifestyle and why you know we are swingers mm. um 
and you know, and that we're not a bunch of weirdos. Well, <laughs> <laughs> steady on. I think a thing as well that is not only couples. For couples, I think it's probably easier because you've got each other. Yes. So you're sharing it. Yeah. And as we've said before, swinging now is is a modern lifestyle. And there's so many singletons. And for guys, you know, the old stereotypical, um, if if you go with with loads of girls, it's like, oh, he's Jack the Lad. He's, he's He's a, you know. He's a stud. He's a stud. A woman does it. And she's labelled a slut. Yeah. Not in a nice way. No. A slut in the swinging terms is kind of <laughs> quite sexy. Well, I am. I am <laughs> it a dirty I am a dirty slut. <laughs> I don't mind admitting it. <laughs> but that's the thing. The word slut is 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 labelled in the vanilla world yeah. as a negative thing. It is. And at the end of the day, it is just recreational sex. It is. It's fun. It is. Some people will accept it. Some won't. No. Ever. No. And I suppose that the hard part is realising that if some of your closest family don't accept it, sometimes they will come around. Some never will come around to it. No. And I think that's another another fear factor of it is that, you know, what if it ruins the relationship that you have with your family and your friends because they can't accept you know, um, your lifestyle. Yeah, that's that's the biggest fear, isn't it? I think so. Um, but at the moment, and people that we've spoken to that have come out to friends and family, at the, I don't think we've come across anybody where it's it's been a major issue. No, not at all. People who know us as swingers have accepted us and it's in the same way as accepting someone as being homosexual yes. or bisexual, if they decide to come out, is the thing is that they're still them. Yeah. And sex is only a small part of them. That is so true. And their sexuality is a very small part of them. Yeah. You know, and if you still love them and still care about them or they're still your friend or, or family member, then why should your opinion of them change? Yeah. You know, that that's a side of their life that they either share with other people um, and don't want to share it with grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, let them be and let them live that side of their lives yeah. as they wish with, with, with their freedom to do so. It, it's so true what you just said then about swinging's not purely about sex. No. It, it's, there's so much more to it. Exactly. Than that. And just like, as I say, I, I was comparing it to, to people coming out as homosexual. If somebody comes out as a swinger, it's something that they do part-time, privately away from their family, you know, in, in their own, it's, that, it's their own little bubble. Yeah. So it's like, kind of let them just be. Exactly. I, I totally agree with that. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, as we said... Not only have we been caught out face to face, we've also been caught out online. Yeah, that, that was more of a more of a fun one. <laughs> we've been caught out twice. We have been caught out twice. So the, the first time we got caught out online was uh, a neighbour. It was a neighbour of a family, and um, we, 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 that was more awkward. 
it, it definitely, yeah, because it was like you had that moment, okay, how am I going to handle this? Because you're not face-to-face, you don't know what they're thinking yeah. or, or what they're planning. And we were a little bit more experienced then. Yes. And I felt as bad for them, you know, they sent a photo. And I think what happens on Fab, again, we, we've chatted to other couples, and on Fab, if somebody sends you a photo that you know, the coward's way out is just to hit the block button. It is. Which you can do. Yes. And that instantly puts an end to it. Yeah. Hopefully they, they will never know. Again, our attitude is, if you're a paid up member of Fab, um, you're in the lifestyle as well. Yeah. So we don't really care if you see us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you're doing it as well. Yeah. And so the, the thing there is that if um, somebody sees you on Fab and they send you a photo, I actually felt then of just, doing the honest thing and just going, okay, we know you. Yeah. This is us kind of thing. Yeah. Because it was somebody we'd chatted to on Fab quite a while. So I didn't want to do the thing of just disappearing. No, no, because that just felt, um, it, it just felt wrong. It's not always wrong. Like I say, if you're a school teacher and little Johnny's parents <laughs> send you a picture, a dick pic and some tits... <laughs> Probably the block button is for the best. Absolutely, yeah. I think I think you have to probably just um, work it out. What and is weigh it up? Yeah, weigh it up, which is the <laughs> best option. Um, the one that we did actually um, decide to block. It was the right thing to do. Yeah, we we we, we had somebody who we decided that it would be better to just hit the block button. Yeah, because we were never ever going to meet them. No, and it was just better to end it instantly there. Yes. The other person we chatted to for a while. Yeah. And so we did the honourable thing and we, we did end up meeting. Well, in in the first instance, we actually confessed to them. That we knew. And, and just said, look, just to let you know, we do know you hmm. um, and you know us. And this is us. We sent and the this photo. is us and we sent the photo. And then the conversation just went dead for quite a while. We did. <laughs> Where I think they were then going through that moment of, oh God, yeah. I've been spotted. But because we'd been handled so well yes. in the club with the, with the couple that knew us, yeah. we were like, don't worry, what happens on Fab stays on Fab. Exactly. And it's like, you know, totally understand if you, you, you know, you want to cook communication. Blockers. Yeah. Feel yeah, free to block ha- us. Absolutely fine with that. Totally understand. And we will never, ever mention it again. Yeah. Um, and that was going to be the end of it. Um, however, we, we got chatting, didn't we? We did get chatting. We and I think like, that kind know. of helped the situation because we were quite happy to just chat about it and say, look, don't panic. It's happened to us. Hmm. We totally understand. And we, we, then we got talking about how long they'd been in the lifestyle, how long we'd been in it. Yeah. And things got a bit randy. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we ended up... We ended up meeting. And having it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Having a naughty afternoon. We did. Didn't we? And and so it doesn't always end bad. No, not at all. And even if you do meet someone that you will never want to play with, it, it could still end good. Yeah. But then obviously things moved on. And here's where we have the story behind the story <laughs> of last week. Yeah. So last week... If you listen to the episode, episode six, Dark Desires, we took a friend to Dark Desires, but it wasn't a friend in the lifestyle. 
well, no, it wasn't. Not he, not officially. He's brand new to it. He is brand new to it. And so we, again, here's, here's what happened. The story was he saw us on Fab and he recognised us. Yeah. And then, bless him, he was absolutely terrified that because he'd looked at our profile... He was, and I think, because we have talked to him about it, and he said that the one thing that was really panicking him was the fact that if we'd looked on our profile and we can see who's who's been looking at our profile, he thought that we would be able to find out who mm. he was. And that's that's where the panic set in, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and so he, he said that he had um, a massive... Guilt trip. Guilt trip about it. And he just had to confess to us, which we did giggle about because in fairness, we actually went, no, we hadn't got a clue. (laughs) (laughs) So you needlessly confessed all your sins. He didn't need to confess anything, bless him. But if it helped helped him get it off his chest, then, you know, you go for it. So he did did messages, didn't he? With this long message, bless him. It was so sweet and he was so apologetic. And again, he did it perfectly. He just said, look, I, I, I... promise you your lifestyle i think is is it's wonderful that you're you're so liberated and i won't be saying anything to anybody and again we replied and we got chatting about it we did yeah and he kind of explained why he was dabbling yeah in the lifestyle yeah and it was just a dabble and he promised us he would, wouldn't look at our photos. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, right. <laughs> I knew that was kind of, yeah, whoa, nose growing. <laughs> Which we did tease him about and said, well, hang on a minute. He did confess in the end, didn't he, that he had looked at some photos. I think he got a pretty good idea of the colour of some of your underwear. Yeah, Mrs. I think he did too. <laughs> and probably the size of my boobs as well. But the thing is as well, once he confessed, the first thing you did was go to his dick pic. I did. And I, well, in fairness, I did say to him, well, well, hang on a minute if you've seen mine i want to see yours um which bless him he uh he did comply with the request he did you, um, you enjoyed it i did enjoy it very actually it was quite a shock because obviously um i've known him for many years many many years um so yeah and from when he was quite young um you didn't expect him to be packing such a <laughs> no and i think that was what i said to you wasn't it i just found flipping heck he wasn't like that when he was 11 <laughs> not that i obviously saw it when he was 11 <laughs> i was gonna say owned it. <laughs> but yes okay so um yeah so and then we just had a, an exchange of messages over the next sort of few days couple of weeks and whatever um he went through a very up and down stage with it, didn't he? Which is yeah. understandable. I think. I think because it was all very new to him. And, and I think now as well, the swinging lifestyle is so much bigger than it was when we started. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So when we started, it was still, um, it, it was changing. It was going from the age of contact magazines, yeah, into the digital world, yeah. But there was still no fab, no, at that that time. It was sort of um swingers clubs or kind of behind closed doors yeah very little now it's kind of burst out i've been asked by people on fab what would you like sort of to do with vanilla to vixen yeah and and where, where would you like the show to go or what would you like the show to achieve and the thing my answer is always really simple i'd love this show to have the same effect as 50 shades of gray had on bdsm yeah 
So before Fifty Shades of Grey, BDSM was at the back of pawn shops, you know, with, with <laughs> hidden in the back. It was considered CD and and for a, a very small niche. Yeah. And then the next thing, Fifty Shades of Grey comes along. And there's housewives openly reading it on the beach in Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> and there's been a massive increase in sales of, yeah, and, and of, of whips and things. Exactly. I mean, you know, you, you could go to your local supermarket and there's Jeffrey Archer's novel sitting next to this heavy BDSM <laughs> porno book. But what it did was, it, it, like you say, it, it led to people experimenting and going, oh, I actually like these handcuffs. <laughs> And anything that just gets people open and more liberated, that's that's brilliant in my book. Yeah, I mean, gosh, if we could achieve something on that level. Exactly. And and but there's nothing for the swinging lifestyle that where that's happened yet. There's not a single Hollywood film mainstream that portrays the swinging lifestyle at all. No. Really. Well, not correctly. No, I've just thought one eyes wide shut with Tom Cruise, but in the end, it kind of destroys the relationship. Exactly. Which the majority of swingers are all in very happy relationships. Exactly. So there's, there's nothing positive like Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. But for, for the swinging fraternity. But do you think, like with Fifty Shades, do you think because they, they made it more visual and people could actually see, you know, the, the sexual part of... Um, bondage and and how erotic it can be mm. that that helped to yeah i think i think like anything it became um accessible to people that i'm sure there were there were many thousands of people that wouldn't pick up a, f- a film or a book about bondage yeah but because their friends had done it it, it was then socially acceptable and so they then read it and like yeah i'm getting off on this yeah and I can I can absolutely assure you that I'm sure there are thousands of people out there that if swinging was more acceptable, they'd be straight in there. <laughs> and I don't blame them. Absolutely. <laughs> what a great way to start them with your book, Mrs. N. Well, absolutely. And that would be fantastic. Wouldn't it? That that would be an ultimate goal, wouldn't it, for us? And that's that's why you did the book ultimately. Yes. It yes. was it was portrayed to, to portray that you can have a really, really loving relationship with your soulmate yeah. and still have an amazing, sexy time yeah. in a non-monogamous relationship. Yeah. Spot on, Mr. N. Couldn't said it better myself. So where were we? We were talking about when we took our friend, who was not very experienced, uh, to uh, the club. Yeah. <laughs> We, we can't hang over to the club bit yet. So we were chatting on Fab and we said, look, this lifestyle isn't just all sex. Yeah. It's it's actually fun. The, the people involved in it on the whole are amazing. Yeah. It's it's an escape from yeah. normal life. That's it. It is an escape. Escape from your worries, escape from your woes, just for a couple of hours. Yeah. And you can live out your fantasies. And he was a single guy. So we said, well, why don't you come with us to a swingers club one night? (laughs) I think the second word he used was off. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and then he kind of like thought about it. It took a few days, didn't it? Yeah. I think, I think you had a quick look on Fab. Probably had another look at your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and he opened up to the idea. He did. Which I think was incredibly brave of him. Very brave. Uh, he has been very complimentary of our relationship, though. Yeah. Hasn't he? And, and says that he that ultimately would be what he would love to yeah. have a relationship the same that we have. Yeah. Um, and it is nice that people can see, you know, and, and we've also had compliments on the podcast that people can have said that they can tell yeah. just by the way that we interact with each other, how much in love we are, mm. um, how much we adore each other. And that's why we're doing it. And it is why we're doing it because that it just goes to show that. But only last night you had a, a black cock. <gasps> Mr. N. <laughs> and that's it. And and so like last night we had an amazing meet. We did. But this morning you wake up and that was like our little secret yeah. between ourselves, which we've now shared with you, listener. <laughs> but then you wake up the next morning and we've gone off and we've done the, the usual family errands and yeah. done everything else. Um, but that secret last night, we're still kind of grinning from. It's hard not to. <laughs> I was going to start off this show with, are you sitting comfortably? Oh, um. Mrs. N's not. I'm a little tender, shall we say? <laughs> he was a big boy. It certainly was. He was a big boy. Anyway, back yes. to the story. Back to the story. So we, 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 we kind of hoodwinked our friend and went, look, come with us. It's going to be great. It's going to be brilliant. You get a buffet and everything. Yeah. Buffet in a hot tub. What, what more could you want? <laughs> so he was very brave and he said he'd come with us. Yeah. And so rather than take him to kind of a volume four or five party, <laughs> we said, we'll take you to Dark Desires. <laughs> yeah. What were we thinking? Dark Desires is volume 10. <laughs> And, and beyond. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It, it will blow your earbuds off. And yeah, but he took it in his stride. He was great. He was great. He was brilliant. And he really did make the most of the whole experience, didn't he? He did. So we took him into Liberty Elite. And again, everybody in the club that I saw made him welcome. They did. We, we introduced him to... to sort of people we know and said look this is his first time yeah and they were like you're brave <laughs> <laughs> dark desires first time and then they just looked at us and went are you insane <laughs> <laughs> and um i think that the, the words to him were you'll probably need a bit of therapy by yeah. the time <laughs> <laughs> do you need any counseling and yeah you know he's like no no i'll be fine we'll just stay in the front of the club yeah. On the front of the club, for anybody that doesn't know, it's just like a, a wine bar or a nightclub. The playroom in the back on Dark Desires Night, <laughs> that is kind of like, yeah. It is hot. It is. And yeah, <laughs> uh, unless you've got three legs, <laughs> you might feel a bit inadequate. <laughs> and But he settled in. He did take it in his stride, although I think part of him wasn't prepared and I totally understand that. He said that. We said, didn't we, on our first visit to the club, when you first walk into the playroom, hmm. if you've not been used to seeing other people having sex, 
weeks. Yeah. It can be quite... Um, we, we walked in and there was some ball slapping going on. There was. Straight on the, on the main bed. So you walked in through the playroom doors and straight away on the big orgy bed, there was some young girl getting pounded. She was getting pounded. I mean, how they didn't break that poor girl in half, <laughs> I do not know. You enjoyed it, Mrs. N. Oh, I was enjoying watching. <laughs> but I just remember our first time with walking in and seeing other people having sex for the yeah. first time. It, it, it kind of takes you back. And there's, you don't know where to look. Your no. He, your head instantly goes up towards the ceiling, yeah. down towards the floor. Yeah. Whereas now we just got, go for it, girl. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, he was kind of going through that process of like, I'm not quite sure where to look. So we we were just like, like we're going to go in the jacuzzi. Mm. Um, it was a little... Full. Full. And the other thing is as well, you're not used to, to bathing naked with people. No, and he had said that to us, hadn't he? He said all of a sudden it dawned on him that he had to take his towel off yeah. and walk up some stairs in front of a jacuzzi full of naked people and well, they were all going to see his willy. Including friends that were very vanilla friends yeah. up until that point. Exactly. And, you know, you were just like, look, I've seen your willy anyway. So <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. Get your towel off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it did take me a while and he kind of... He kind of kept coming in and out of the playroom a little bit and just catching his breath, I think, is probably the, the best <laughs> way to say it. Absolutely. He didn't, he didn't go all the way in the deep end. He didn't. No, 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 he didn't. But yeah, he sat there with couples and he was chatting and he, he did what everybody who first visits a swinging club should do. He introduced himself and he was just chatting. He's so sociable though. Yeah. Uh, and he has got a wicked sense of humour, which is exactly what you need. And, and and he was making people laugh and you know, probably making them feel at ease. And he was incredibly open and honest and said, look, this is my first time. He was. And in the middle of everybody, he said, I feel like a virgin he again. He did, he did. He you said, know, I feel like a teenager. Because <laughs> that's how you feel. It's like the first time you are experience all of this and it's just fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, then I think he, he kind of realised, he, he said a beautiful thing. He said, I don't want to cramp your style. No, but I, I just want to say, considering this was somebody obviously I've known for many, many years mm. and um, obviously I believed he was vanilla, he believed I was vanilla. We ended up sitting on a bed together. I was completely naked with hmm. you, wasn't I, Mr. N? Yeah. And he was sat next to us on the bed. We were quite turned on watching the performance that was going on on the big orgy bed. She was giving one hell of a performance. She was, yeah, screaming out. <laughs> so it just goes to show that even if you, you've got that fear of, oh, you know, if somebody I know actually finds out you know, I'm going to feel really uncomfortable, really awkward. Nah, trust me, you won't. <laughs> it's so true. You, it's like everything else. The fear is worse than the actual yeah. episode itself. Exactly. The worst thing is the fear of it. Yeah. If people find out, yes, there can be nasty consequences as regards jobs and, and things like that in certain circumstances. But trust me, 99% on the whole if it's somebody that's in the lifestyle like you, they're going to want to keep it a secret as much as anyone else. Absolutely. And so now we've got a friend, whereas before that we would kind of call a casual friend. Yeah. That we would see occasionally and talk if we, if we saw each other in the, in the village. But now we've got a friend where we've got a bond. We have. We've, we've shared something 
And it's also opened up a part of him that I think he wanted to explore. Yeah. But was obviously trying to deal with it on his own. Hmm. And now he knows that he's got us. Exactly. That he can talk to us about it at any point, at any time. That that night, um, I think he was slightly overwhelmed, which is understandable. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like understatement. Everybody's overwhelmed in their first visit yeah but a first first visit to dark desires is even more <laughs> overwhelming and he did he did say that there was a bit of a sausage fest going on yeah even though he's pretty well endowed himself indeed um i think he did struggle a little bit with that so he did kind of take himself off didn't he and yeah. but funnily enough i'd noticed that there was there was a girl in the club that night that was actually giving him the eye. There was more than one. Well, there was more than one. Um, and he just seemed completely oblivious to it, which is a bit like you, Mr. N, because you you always say no women are interested in you. you but You always just do, say that. Yeah, but it's true. They are. You just do not see it. I, I'll admit I don't. I'm, I'm too busy. Being honest, I'm too busy just enjoying myself. And I, I am a social butterfly in the club. Yeah. And I do, I honestly love the social side of stuff as much as the naughty playroom yeah don't get me wrong the naughty playroom it's fucking my mecca (laughs) (laughs) but you know the social side and the laugh and the dance floor and everything else it's incredibly fun yeah it is It, it is incredibly fun but it does take time yeah um, it's not something I think that happens yeah, the, the, straight away. It's uh, something you build up. And, and we go back to, to the first part of what we talked about, where if you get discovered, the first thing that the vanilla person will think is, uh, oh God, these are swingers. They're going to shag me. Yeah. Which, no. <laughs> well, not unless you're really good looking. <laughs> but no. Because, like we've said, one of our rules is we only play with people in the lifestyle. Yes. And it's that same thing as when you first walk into a swingers club. You think you're amongst a crowd of people that are more experienced in this lifestyle than you because they're already there and you're going for the first time. Yeah. And so you think to yourself, oh God, um, I'm either going to get laughed at or they're all going to want to shag me. Yeah. No. (laughs) sorry sorry to burst your balloon you know the first time you go um it's just it's different to how you think it will be yeah if you've never been to a swingers club before it is i can promise you now it is different to how you think it will be absolutely but it was interesting from our friend's point of view because obviously we're a couple i found it interesting when i sort of acknowledged to him that women were showing him interest Mm. um, and he wasn't kind of picking up on it. And it was like, just, just watch for a minute. Just watch what other guys do. Cause he was, he was very much battling with the whole, well, what do I do? Do I just go up to somebody? Do I, do I say something? Do I, you know, and it was that whole, didn't know how to. For a single guy, it's hard. It is hard. It it is definitely, if you're a couple, you could break into chat with another couple a lot easier than a single guy going up to a couple or I guess it's probably a little bit easier with a single girl if you're reasonably confident. Yeah. But I think for a single guy to go up to a couple, which is why I always say if you're a couple and you like the look of a single guy, 
you make the move because that that poor single guy guaranteed he's he's going to be a lot worse than you in the confidence <laughs> sort of stakes yeah we we always do feel a little bit sorry for the single guys because i think they have a really tough time at the clubs at yeah. the clubs yeah definitely absolutely so um yeah so he did he you know he sat and watched for a little while but i, I think then it kind of got a little bit too much and he needed a bit of a breather he did and we'd, we'd already chatted to a lovely couple of girls yes we had earlier on in the evening That's and they, right. they were a brilliant laugh we absolutely loved meeting them. We had the best time with these two girls and there were a couple of lads there as well, a couple of guys. Yeah. And we were all chatting outside. It was really good. We were chatting about our first time at clubs yeah. and, and everything. We were sharing all, all the, the, the sort of sexy secrets that we had. And... We, talk, we talked about the podcast. We did. And they were kind of like interested in that. So if you're listening, hi. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> and then what happened <laughs> was our friend said, look, I don't want to cramp your style. I think he kind of realised that we probably were in the mood and yeah. sexy and wanting to play a little bit. And he gave us space. And I again, to just wander off on your own. On your first time. So he said, I'm going to go go to the bar and just get a drink. Yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. Are you sure you're all right? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm fine, honestly. I'm going to, you know, go get a drink and I'll see you in a bit. So we're like, okay, cool. You don't need to put your clothes back on. You can just wear the towel if you wanted to. And off he went. And then, obviously, the story of what happened with us, Mrs. N ended up with two extremely naughty black guys. <laughs> That whisked her off to the room upstairs. And we were in there for a good few hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't quite that long. And it was at that point, it was kind of like, oh shit, <laughs> we brought somebody with us. We did. It was like, we're going to go and check he's okay. <laughs> we're the worst friends in the world ever. Don't ever go to a swingers club with us. We're a nightmare. <laughs> and I said to Mrs. N, do you think he's probably just got a taxi and gone home? <laughs> You staggered out the room wobbling. Yeah, right. <laughs> with, a, with a very fulfilled look on your face. Yes. And I was like, okay, let's go and find him. Yeah. So we went downstairs. We went into the bar Play area. Did we go to the bar area? We, we went did bar go to the bar first, area that, first, didn't we? Yeah. That's where we, we, we kind of assumed he would be. Yes. And there was one of the ladies sitting there. That we'd been talking to earlier. That's right. And we were like, okay, we, we, he's not with them because we thought he would probably be chatting with them. Yeah. And then we were like, he's gone. Where's he gone? But the funny thing was, is there was somebody, another guy at the bar who actually stopped me and said, how's your mate doing? Yeah. And it's like, well, I didn't know you knew him. But, but that, he'd obviously been chatting. And, and I said, and well, we're, we're trying to find him. He seems to have disappeared. <laughs> so, because they were all like, you know, has he managed to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they were asking if he was Daft Punk and if he got lucky. <laughs> and yeah, we were like, okay, by some, you know, strange turn of events, has he gone back to the playroom? Yeah. So we, we, we thought, okay, we'll take a look. So we went back to the playroom. Mrs. N staggering along, walking like John Wayne. <laughs> For our younger listeners, he's a cowboy with very wide legs. Thank you. <laughs> and we, we 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 wobbled off to the to the playroom. Wobbled, and he was he wasn't there. There was no sight and the sound of him. No, and he wasn't in the jacuzzi. No, we had a quick look. Mrs. N 
got waylaid looking at the, the naked guys once again. Yeah. <laughs> then we nipped outside, didn't we, to see if he'd gone back out to where we'd met the the girls and that before. No sign of him. No sign of him anywhere. Gone. And we were just like, that's it. I was thinking the worst. I was thinking, he's probably just tried to make his way walking home along the A5. <laughs> <laughs> probably trying to hitchhike going get me away from here well <laughs> so we decided that it was it was getting towards the end of the evening anyway so we thought we'd go and get ourselves dressed mm. by which time we just thought you know it'll, it'll appear surely he will appear somewhere yeah um anyway so we got dressed went back to the bar area mm. um and was talking to uh one of the hosts um and and then got chatting to somebody else and time seemed to tick on and it was like well it's gone past closing time and he's still not around oh by this time i was convinced he was miles down the a5 (laughs) never to be seen again so anyway then we decided to ask the the other girl that that was um with i think she by this time saw the absolute distraught look on our faces yeah (laughs) and we were like have you seen him we can't find him anywhere and she said, he's in a playroom. <laughs> With my mate. <laughs> and he definitely got lucky. And we were like, yay! We were so chuffed, weren't we? We were I, so chuffed. I wanted to do like a communal cheer for him when he came, <laughs> when out. He came out. I probably thought that was a bit too much. Well, um, the, the girl came out first and she kind of walked past us, didn't really see us. We were sitting on the sofa <laughs> and, and we both looked at each other and just went, yeah, she's looking a little bit bedraggled. There's something gone on. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, bingo! <laughs> we were all back together again and ready to go home. We were. Having said that, car journey on the way home was very quiet (laughs) and I had to keep checking he was okay. I think there was a lot to take in. I think he was trying to process his evening, wasn't he? So Process um, process is is definitely a good term. Yeah, bless him. So we, we dropped him off. Yeah. Um and said goodnight and uh left him to it, didn't we? That's it. And and then I think I did message him the day after and just said, just checking you're okay. Yeah. Are you booked in for your therapy? Yeah. <laughs> and the moral of the story is that however you think it's going to be, it's not. Because if you'd have said to us that you'd be taking somebody you knew right from, you know, your school, school age, days, yeah. school days, you would have said, no, that's never going to happen. You'd never mix the two, but you can. You can. As long as you remain friends and just, you don't have to play with the other people. Whatever happens, happens and don't plan stuff. No, definitely not. And one thing I'd definitely like to say and probably finish on is when we first started our swinging journey, I decided that if anybody came up to me and said... Um, you know, we found out you're a swinger. Hmm. My initial reaction was always going to be, well, I don't know where you found that out from and deny it completely. Hmm. Because I think a lot of people that, that know us but don't know us as swingers would never in a million years believe that hmm. that would be the lifestyle that we were in. Yeah, And that's how I would play it in the beginning. So you would be shaggy. It wasn't me. It wasn't me, absolutely. <laughs> Having said that... As our journey has progressed and the confidence has grown and everything else, we have now sort of said to ourselves, do you know what? If any of our immediate family or close friends that don't know about us found out that we were swingers, I have to be honest, my response to that now would be, 
So? Yeah. Because it's like, so what? Yes, yes, we are. And is there anything you want to know? Yeah, exactly. And that just goes to show that as you go through that lifestyle, you've got to stop feeling guilty yeah. about being in this particular life. Yeah. That is portrayed as, as something seedy and, you know, and it shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing it and stuff like that. It also shows as well that the confidence that you, you gain. Yes. Because there will be a lot of people cowering and scared, terrified, going, I'm not at that, that stage. Yeah. But the thing is, I can assure you one day you will. Exactly. Because as you get older... You, you care. You generally you care less what people think. You do, you do. And the, the second thing is as well, you realise that you know life is so short. Yeah. To worry about such really trivial things. Exactly. You you just embrace it. Exactly. Embrace it. Enjoy it. And exactly. you'll probably find out that those people are more fascinated and interested. Yeah. And intrigued. And the bitter ones that probably do try to cause you harm. Mostly are jealous. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're having a hell of a lot more fun than them. <laughs> yes, you are. So, yeah. So if any of you guys out there have had an experience like me and Mr. N, where we were found out hmm. um, and would like to share your your coming out story with us, so to speak. Ple or busted story. Or busted story. Um, please get in touch with us and let us know because, uh, you know, your stories help other listeners massively. Exactly. Um, which is what we're, we're ultimately trying to achieve. Absolutely. So if people want to get in contact with us, Mr N, how can they get hold of us? You can email us on Naughty Couple, which is N-A-U-G-H-T-Y-C-P-1, naughtycouple at yahoo.com. You can contact us on Fab Swingers, which is, we are the Naughty Couple, which is N-A-U-G-H-T-Y-C-P-1. Or you could look at naughty pictures of us on Twitter. <laughs> and on Twitter, we, ha we are Naughty Couple, spelled N-A-U-G-H-T-Y-C-O-U-P-1-E. Please add us on Twitter if you can and have a look at our naughty pictures. Definitely. So, yeah, again, guys, if you've got any questions or there's anything that you'd like us to talk about um, that you feel is important that we need to share, yeah. um, please get in contact with us because it's you guys that make this show. And next week, we've got a fantastic show lined up. We have. And all being well, it won't just be us two. No. We're going on a road trip. We are. And we're actually using the mobile studio <laughs> next week. We're going out. We're going out. And we are talking to, well, he's the King Don, isn't he? He is. He's probably one of the most famous swingers in the country. Yeah. And... He's, he's, he's king of the swingers. He is king of the swingers. Oh, yeah. It's going to be excellent next week. It is. So make sure you tune in, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>